Transform your home and make space for more fulfillment and joy. Get personalized help with transforming your home from a nationally recognized professional organizer. Are you ready to commit to make a lasting change? I want you to imagine spending time with those that matter most, a happy and calm space where memories can be made, a real heaven on earth. Be able to open those drawers without needing to come up with an excuse for the mess. Feel proud to show off your home when unexpected company drops by for a visit. Presenting the Clear Space, Clear Mind Virtual Organizing Sessions. It's everything you need to develop habits that make living an organized, fulfilled, and joyful life feel easy. Together, we'll finally get over the organization hurdle and set you up with the tools and skills you need to say goodbye to stress, mess, and disorganized old habits for good. Book your virtual organizing session now for 25% off. This offer is only available for the months of spring cleaning. I want you to have the confidence and proper direction towards tackling all of your spring cleaning needs. The Clear Space Clear Mind virtual organizing session includes one-on-one personal streamlining session for any area of your home. If you book your session now, you can choose between a two or four hour session, get a library of resources, worksheets, further detailed direction, join a private community for unlimited support, and gain access to the Clear Space Clear Mind Blueprint featuring nine series with corresponding worksheets and touch-up sessions at a discount. Are you ready to transform your space? Book my Clear Space Clear Mind sessions today. To book your Clear Space Clear Mind virtual organizing session, just go to cscm.barbiejoe.com. Hi, this is Barbie Joe, and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We'll discuss tricks of the trade and systems to improve family life and managing a household. Hello, everyone. Barbie Joe here, and welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Today, we are talking about minimalism. And I have a special guest today, Jamie Lawrence. She is a jewelry designer, a productivity and accountability coach for entrepreneurs who want to stick to their goals while maximizing their time and money. And she is also a minimalist from Canada. Yay. I love Canada. I'm from Canada. Um, so welcome to the show, Jamie. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Hi. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to speak about minimalism because it's something that is just so life-changing and it was for me. And I'm just so passionate about, um, my story is a long one, actually. Uh, it, it starts with, well, first I'll explain what minimalism is and then I'll kind of integrate my story into it. I think it's often misconstrued as some type of radical lifestyle where we throw away all our belongings, except the ones we need for basic human survival. And we move into a tiny living space where we are meant to only survive with a few items that we now own. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there about what is 
minimalism supposed to look like. And I see people getting frustrated and discouraged when trying to downsize or reorganize their stuff because some are trying to live this radical lifestyle where they're selling all their possessions and moving into a mobile home. When that is great for some people, it's not for everyone and it doesn't have to be. And there's definitely not a one-sized-fits-all fix for minimalism because we're all at different stages in our lives and on our own journeys, right? So there aren't specific rules. Being a minimalist doesn't entail you having to live with less than a certain number of items or require you to live in a van. It can be a confusing concept for people to grasp. Personally, I don't live in a tiny home. I don't have a kitchen table. I don't have nightstands or dressers. I don't have a lot of the things that regular people have because I don't need those things. I still buy things. It doesn't mean not buying anything ever. It just means focusing on quality and the utility of what I'm buying and spending my money more mindfully so that I'm satisfied with my purchases. So it is not a radical lifestyle. It's a practical lifestyle and it can look different for each person, but ultimately each one leads to the same thing, which is a life with more meaning. So don't treat it as this destination that you have to arrive to because the end game is not to own nothing and deprive yourself of the things that you want. Rather, the end goal is to own what is appropriate for your lifestyle and removing the excess, keeping only the possessions you find value in that serve a purpose to you or bring you joy so that you can live a more meaningful and deliberate life and focus on what's important. And keep in mind that some things might bring value to one person, but might not bring value to yours, right? And that's perfectly okay. It really comes down to, does everything you own serve a purpose or bring you joy? And if it doesn't, are you able to get rid of it? So when you ask me what my journey was like, I'm, I'm just going to diagnose myself as a former shopaholic here because I truly believe that I was addicted to shopping. It wasn't unusual for me to spend a day at the mall and drop $400 on clothes or shoes. You know, I had over 100 pairs of high heels that I never wore, countless purses, so many clothes that literally poured out of my closets. Um, my living room, every square inch of the wall had some sort of bookcase or entertainment stand that housed and displayed all my souvenirs from my travels and just really unmeaningful things, like just junk, really. And it felt so good for me to go out and obtain more items. And later I would come home from a day of shopping, unpack all the cool new stuff and try to shove it in the already full dressers. And I would immediately feel buyer's remorse for having wasted another hard-earned paycheck. Do you know the feeling I mean? (laughs) But then I would go out and do it again the next weekend. And then there was this website called Beyond the Rack. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But it had every kind of item for sale that you could think of. And each item was on this countdown, like a sort of auction type thing, where you would add the item to your cart while browsing. And then you only had about 15 minutes to look through everything else before you had to check out or else the item would be up for grabs by someone else. And it, it became addicting. Like I had to get that item before someone else did. It, it became a game of winning it. And all my purchases would be shipped to the same post office 
in these giant boxes and I'd be getting a parcel daily. So often, in fact, that the post office lady, I remember her asking me if I owned a store, like you could imagine the embarrassment I felt. I'm like, no, no, I don't have a store. It's just for me. (laughs) Like, oh my God. She probably thought I had a problem and she was right. So eventually I convinced my husband at the time that we needed to move. We needed a bigger house because not having a walk-in closet or enough space for all my things was becoming a pain in the butt. So what did we do? We bought the dream home. And before we moved into it, we had this gigantic lawn sale where I ended up selling probably about 50% of our stuff because the plan was to buy all new furniture and decor for the new house because the stuff we had just wouldn't match, you know? I'm sure you've felt that way when you've moved at some point. And collecting that money from the lawn sale felt so good to me. I think it was in that moment that I realized, what the heck am I doing? Half of these items are brand new and I'm getting a third of the price I paid for them. Like, why did I buy that in the first place? What is going on here? And that was kind of the pivotal moment, Barbie Joe, where I asked myself, what is the deeper issue? Why am I surrounding myself with things... What is the void that I'm trying to fill here? Because buying all this stuff only made me feel good for like two seconds. And then I would just feel bad for wasting money and clogging up our home more. I had to really take a moment and dig deep into my soul and uncover why am I doing this? And in my discovery, I found that I just wasn't happy in my marriage. Something I think deep down I already knew. I was just trying to obtain more things as a way to get through life feeling fulfilled by something. In this case, material objects. And I definitely fell into the paradigm of self-medicating and feeling a void by buying this and that because I wasn't satisfied with where my life was at in hopes that these possessions made me happy in some hypothetical future. My thought process was maybe if I had more clothes to choose from, I would feel better about myself. Maybe if I had a bigger house, I would feel happier. But no, had all the things and still felt crappy about myself. Still wasn't happy in my marriage. And so we went through with that purchase of the new big house and struggled for a few more years until I finally had to pull the plug and get myself out of this life that I no longer enjoyed. And I found this documentary on Netflix called The Minimalists. Have you seen it or heard of it? No, I have not, but I will. Yeah, definitely do. I've watched it several times. I'm obsessed with Joshua and Ryan. It's absolutely life-changing. They are minimalists. And I listened and learned about what minimalism was and studied them. And I just wanted to be them. So I moved into my sister's house where I spent the next year and a half selling basically every last item that I owned, except my wardrobe and a few mementos. And when I had done the healing that I needed to do, I bought a house within my means this time for myself and lived on my own for the very first time in my then 31 years of life. And to most, a house is just a structure that holds your things and gives you a safe place to lay your body at night. But to me, it's so much more than that. This home represents my new start in life. 
this was my chance to really start over with a clean slate and bring in only the things that I actually wanted and needed and would use. And I finally have my freedom and my safe place all in one. So a place for me to dream all my dreams and turn them into reality. And that's really what a home should be, not a storage space for all your things. So that's my profound awakening and how... I love that. I totally agree that your home should be a place to inspire you and not hold you back. Yeah, that's, that's how I started to change my mindset about consumerism. And I think that this is an important message to share with your listeners that shopping is not the solution. It's merely a symptom of disconnection from our true selves. And the first step towards balance is connection to our center by examining our behavior without judgment and really look at the thoughts and feelings that occur before and after our indulgences to find a pattern. That is so good. And that is really another level of understanding why you do what you do, why you bring what you do into your home. I love that. Is there a process that you take your clients through in regards to reorganizing versus decluttering? Like, How does that work for your clients around the mindset piece of that? So yes, there's absolutely a purging process. Because when you go to reorganize a space, one of the first things you have to do is empty out that space and start with kind of a clean slate and realize, you know, what you really want to stay in that space and take up that valuable real estate on that shelf, in that closet, in that drawer, wherever it is. And then you go through and you sort everything. And that's when you really see, oh, I have 12 pairs of black shoes. I have 15 white t-shirts, whatever it is. And then you can really understand, oh, okay, it's like taking an inventory of all the things you have and realizing you don't need that many of you know, that one particular item, sorting through it, purging it, and then being able to put it back in a way that you can maintain that inventory and see always what you have, how much you have of it. So you're not overbuying, you're not overspending, you're not buying duplicates. It just is a means of a better way. But I love the fact that you were able to pinpoint um, the reason for buying and for wanting more. And a lot of us have that hole or that void in our lives that we're trying to fill with stuff and we just don't realize it. And then when you try to get rid of something, sometimes it's painful and you don't understand you had that emotional deep connection to it, but why? You know, there's some another level of healing that needs to happen. And the thing is just that band-aid on top. Yes, I 100% agree with that. If you don't understand the purpose of minimizing, then reorganizing and decluttering will just be something that you continually do because it doesn't stop you from the consumerism side of things. We're just organizing our hoarding, right? Like it's a temporary solution because we're just rearranging our stuff without being intentional about which of those things adds value to our lives. And it's important to question what ultimately brings you joy and release the stuff that doesn't add value. And then go ahead and organize the stuff you want to keep, right? I love organizing. My home is like a show home 24-7, which isn't realistic for most people, but is attainable for me because I don't have many items in the first place. So minimizing is 
an act of permanence because once the stuff is gone, it's out of our space, out of our faces. You never have to deal with it again. And it's removed from our care entirely. And it lays the groundwork for overcoming consumerism altogether. This step of intentionally living with less forces questions of values and purpose. And it provides the opportunity to live life pursuing our greatest passions. And isn't that what life is about anyway? Living? (laughs) Yes, 100%. And how many times have you really thought, oh, why did I get rid of that one thing? I mean, once it's gone, usually it's gone. You don't think about it again. There has been the odd time that I've gotten rid of something and regretted it, but it's been very small, non-meaningful things. And actually I learned from the minimalists that they have this 30-30 rule, they call it. If you can rebuy that item for under $30 in less and get to the store that sells it in less than 30 minutes, then go ahead and discard the item. If you need to buy it again, follow that rule, which makes total sense to me. Why Or borrow, borrow an item from your neighbor or friend. I love that. That is such a great rule. I think more of us need to implement that for sure. So tell us, how can one get started in their minimalism journey? Let's look at it more like intentionalism than minimalism. Not only is it minimizing your stuff, but it's also about being more intentional with what you bring into your home. So start with a shift in the way you think about things. Really pay attention to what you're feeling when you're buying things. Evaluate why you are buying things. You have to stop yourself and discover the root cause of your consumerism. Are you buying the thing because some advertisement told you you needed it? The real measure of your worth and wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all your money. So the material things in life are not what's important. Do your possessions help you live a more meaningful life? Or are you accumulating items to fill other voids? If you lost it all today, would you still be happy? What areas of life are you wealthy in? What are the quality of your friendships like? Are you satisfied with your career? Are you giving yourself experiences that light your soul on fire? These are the kinds of questions you need to start asking yourself. And you know what's crazy? The average American household has over 300,000 items. Although that seems like an insane amount of things, if you start counting the items in just one room, you'll start to see how this makes sense as an average number. Like that is nauseating to think about. (laughs) I think it's important to look at it in a way that doesn't make it appear daunting. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this big, giant, scary leap. The process of downsizing can be a bit painful at times. Yes, when you start getting into downsizing those more meaningful items, it does get harder, but it can also be liberating and satisfying and freeing to have less clutter in your physical space. Plus it looks nice too. So in terms of the physicality of it, I think to get started, the best way is to start with items that are less meaningful. Start with the items that are duplicates that you have more than one of and make sure everything has a home. Start with that junk drawer. I know you had an episode on your podcast about how to organize the junk drawer, but eliminate it completely. The screwdriver should be in the toolbox with the other tools. The pen should be in the office. The hair tie should be in the bathroom or wherever it is that you do your hair. For the items that aren't this easy, pick up 
the item and physically touch it and ask yourself, do I need this? Do I need this item in order to fulfill my purpose or to reach my fullest potential? If we can identify the things we no longer need, we can begin to recognize the things that can be removed. And it's likely that we're holding on to things that are not necessary. So the next thing to ask ourselves is, why do I have this? If I'm going to keep it, why am I going to keep it? Does it mean anything to you? What is the purpose of you keeping it? This question goes beyond functionality and moves our thought process into intentionality. I love that. That is so, so good. Everything you bring into your home is going to become a part of you, part of your life, and it should have meaning. Now, it gets a little tricky when you have a house full of people. And I have been guilty of purging things that were very meaningful to somebody else in my home. And so I do have to be careful of that. But I think you can absolutely set up guidelines and set up a pathway for people to always be mindful. Especially if you're all living under the same roof, you should all kind of be on the same page as to what you're going to allow in your home and why. I agree. That is a tricky one. I did all my purging when I was single and alone. So it wasn't that difficult for me. But when my boyfriend and his daughter moved into my home and I'm, and I'm a minimalist. Okay. And they were not. And I saw all the things coming in and bless his heart. He didn't bring much because he knew how I wanted to live. And I saw all these things coming in and I just, I had to check myself because I'm like, I can't expect someone else to discard everything in their life just because that's what I have done, right? So I had to really be mindful about uh, allowing someone else to be themselves in this home together. That's so good because everybody has their own way of looking at things and evaluating So my teenagers, they know they have to keep their rooms organized, right? But their method of organization is not the same as mine. So I would go in and undo everything that they've set up, but their systems were working for them and they're able to keep their room neat and tidy, which is the ultimate goal, right? As long as their systems are working for them, I can't can't ask for anything more. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And you know, one thing that maybe I could suggest for a family is to hold a challenge, um, a decluttering challenge for the month. And I run a 14-day decluttering challenge in my coaching business quarterly where we get into all this and so much more. It focuses on the importance of clearing the energetic resistance from having a cluttered space to attract abundance into our lives instead. So that's kind of how I tie in my passion for minimalism into my productivity and accountability coaching business. But in this challenge, you can choose a month with your family. Day one, we get rid of one item. We each get rid of one item. Day two, we each get rid of two items. Day three, three items and so on and so on. And by the end of the month, I think it's like a thousand and some items that you would each get rid of. Wow, that's incredible. And I love the fact that you bring that into your productivity coaching because I am a firm believer that your mind's eye takes in your environment. And when that environment is chaotic, your mind is going to be chaotic and cluttered. 
And you're so much more productive when you have a clear space around you. Like when your desk is organized, how much more can you get done than when it's piled high with clutter? I absolutely love that. Quite honestly, I can't even start, like begin my day. I can't even begin to work if my desk or my workspace is tidy. So that's why I love doing this 14-day challenge with my clients um, because it just kind of helps them reset and be more productive in the weeks ahead. I'd love to invite your audience to join us at the next one and could send them a free guide with to help them with their decluttering and minimalism journey if, if that appeals to them. That would be amazing. Why don't we get the links from you? And I will include those in the show notes so everybody can benefit from a good purge. So tell us, how can we get a hold of you or work with you? My website is thefearlessleaderscircle.com. That is also my Facebook page and Instagram handle as well. I will link the free decluttering minimalism guide in the link in my bio of my Instagram page, or I can send it to you to get it to them too. Awesome. That would be amazing. And I think we could all benefit from a little minimalism in our lives. Thank you so much for talking to us today and helping us understand more about what it is to be a minimalist and that it's not such a big, scary, radical way of living, but that it's just more of a clean and streamline and simplification of your life. I love that. So thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It, it's so simple, really. And that's definitely something we need more of in our lives is simplicity, which brings peace, you know? 100%. And that is the ultimate goal is to enjoy the space we live in and find that peace in our home. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Don't forget to check out my website at barbiejoe.com. And if you liked this episode, you've got to subscribe. I'd love to have you join me. Bye for now. Bye.